ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. It has been a little while since we have done an episode on hospitality, and so I felt like it was time to resurface the discussion and to uh, just kind of look at this from another angle. Hospitality is so big on my heart. Um, Really, one, um, you know, I, I think God gives each of us gifts and strengths, And something that I am learning is that it's not prideful to figure out what that is um, and to lean into that because obviously if it's a strength, God created you to do it. Um, And some of us do things better than others. Not saying that I'm hospitality queen by far, Um, but I do feel like that that is one of the gifts that the Lord has given me. I find so much joy in extending hospitality. um, And it's just really something that I have gleaned uh, so much truth from, from, from God's word, first and foremost, um, from other people who have been so kind to extend hospitality to us, you know, being missionaries, uh, being independent Baptist missionaries, going through the process of deputation, we traveled around the Eastern United States for about two years. We were in so many people's homes. We had so many meals with people. People took us out to restaurants. So many opportunities for others to extend hospitality to us. And so many times we were spoiled rotten. And I remember in that season of really not being able to extend too much hospitality myself because we were never home. Um, I remember every time that someone shared it, showed it to me, maybe not every time, but a lot of times when it was shown to me that I would just say back to the Lord, Lord, when it is my turn, help me to be willing, help me to be open, help me to quickly and joyfully make the sacrifices required um, to serve others in this way. Because the reality is, there are some sacrifices to extending hospitality. Um, you have to be willing to open your home. That can really be a hurdle for some people. Um, you have to clean it up a little bit. It doesn't have to be spotless, but you know, we try to make sure the bathroom is presentable and wipe down, you know, all the sticky peanut butter and jelly on the kitchen table. Um, you have to cook a meal, which means you have to pay for the food. You have to prep it. Uh, you have to cook it. And sometimes in double portions or even beyond that, um, depending on the group that you're having, then what you would normally serve your family. So there are things required of that. Um, but I just remember asking the Lord to help me to be a willing vessel, um, to be a conduit of the blessing of hospitality. And, you know, I've just, I've read so many good books on hospitality and heard other people really speak to this topic and it has challenged me in this area. And so I've really tried to gather all of that, um, and put that into my life and to really serve the Lord through one of the strengths that he has given me. An opportunity that I've been able to have through the No Higher Calling Ministry uh, was to put together the downloadable hospitality guide. You can find that on the website at nohighercalling.org. But it is just a document that is kind of just the regurgitation of a lot of what I have learned about hospitality. Um, Goodness, we talk about how to prepare your heart and to prepare 
your home for hospitality, why it is so important to be given to hospitality, how you can use hospitality for the gospel, um, how you can use hospitality not only within your home, but from your home, ministering to others, taking meals, things like that. Um, And then at the end of that, I share some of my favorite recipes, some of my go-tos for hospitality night. Um, Because in the Brazel household, um, in most normal seasons of life, we have a weekly hospitality night. We've been a little bit out of the routine. We had some sickness. Then my mother-in-law came for three weeks. Um, Then I've just had a really rough first trimester of my pregnancy. Um, But all of that is kind of dying down. We're getting back into this, having people in our home for dinner on a weekly basis. And it has been such a blessing, um, hopefully to them, but really to us as a family to be able to serve the Lord in this way. Um, and, and I get questions all the time, like, how are you able to have people in your home like once a week? How do you do that? Uh, so some of these recipes are just uh, affordable, delicious tried and true, low prep, or maybe a prep ahead type thing um, that we have used. And these are my go-to. You know, it feels less daunting if I take out a lot of uh, the difficult work of hospitality night. So if I know, hey, these are like my four go-to recipes, um, then I'm not sitting around like, oh my goodness, what do I make? Well, I have to sit on Pinterest for an hour, which turns into three hours to find a new recipe. And then I try the new recipe and it fails. And oh goodness, you know, what are we going to do now? We have company coming in a few hours. All of that kind of like cascading, you know, uh, domino effect of, of difficulty. And, and I kind of say that jokingly. Um, but the reality is there, there are some hurdles to hosting people, to having people in your home. And if you look back through the podcast, there are just hospitality episodes kind of scattered all throughout. Um, I don't even remember what all of them are at this point. We've had three years of the No Higher Calling podcast. Uh, So we've hit hospitality from many different angles. Um, And you can go back and look in the archives. You should be able to just type in the search to type hospitality, and hopefully those will come up. Um, And uh, hopefully those will be a blessing to you. But in today's episode, I really want to specifically talk about hospitality helpers. Um, because as I've talked with women, one of the hurdles to, to extending hospitality is children. Like, well, how do we have people in our home when we have children? Now, often they're talking about smaller children. Um, you know, maybe children that are rowdy, children that don't know how to sit still, children that, you know, want to throw their food on the floor. Um, and it's really in my heart to help women to work through the reasons why they feel like it is difficult or maybe even impossible for them to extend hospitality. Now, I know there are seasons and some things that you have to work through. Like I said, we just had a weird season where we weren't really extending hospitality. Actually, on the flip side, we were being the recipients of a lot of hospitality, which was a blessing in that season. Um, But the Bible does say that we as Christians are to be given to hospitality. And I really feel like hospitality is one of the just really unique and powerful ways that we can have a gospel influence, whether that is with the lost or whether that is trying to encourage and edify the believer. So I really uh, think that it should be a part of all, all of our lives. Now, maybe you don't want to have a hospitality night on a weekly basis. Maybe you want to do months, once a month, maybe once a quarter. Um, wherever you're at in this, um, I would just challenge you to, to really analyze this area of your life and ask the Lord, is there some way that you want me to be better about extending hospitality? Um, but back to my train before it kind of derailed. Uh, hospitality helpers. So sometimes with children... 
we can really kind of feel like, well, hospitality, like having people over, entertaining people, we might try to use that word, um, and children don't equal. But really, my heart behind hospitality is not entertaining. I think if it's in to entertain, to impress, um, and... And I don't say that as like, oh, you know, you're just so prideful. You want to have all these like fancy rich things. But, you know, there there is that natural desire within us. I think especially as the keepers of the home, as women of, uh, you know, the queen of our nests, we want to put our best foot forward. You know, we want our house to look nice. We want people to be impressed with our decor choices or our cooking abilities. Um But in all of that, to realize that hospitality at its core is ministry. It is not to entertain. It is not to impress. It is not to show off. It is not to elevate self. It is to minister. And I feel like if you come at it from a root of ministry, that is where we'll build upon with hospitality helpers. Because if you're looking at it as ministry, it is such a unique opportunity to allow your family to serve, to allow your children to get involved in serving from your home, from from the safety and the comforts of your home. And so we want to talk a little bit today about hospitality helpers, some practical ways you can get children involved, um, how you can get them table ready, and how you can have your children be a blessing. You know, I was at a baby shower one time And the lady was talking, and this wasn't even the point of her talk, but she just kind of made like a little side remark about how she prayed that her children would be a blessing to others. And I've never forgotten that. That's been like years ago that I heard that. But I so often think that, and I pray that for my children, Lord, help them to be a blessing to other people. Um, But when you have this whole hospitality and people are coming into your house and you're actually doing it to be a blessing, uh, that amplifies it. Lord, I want my children to be a blessing to the people that we're trying to minister to from our home. Um, And so insert hospitality helpers. Bringing them into this gives them the opportunity to be a blessing. So how do you do that? What does that look like? Let's make this practical. You know, as Christian mothers, we are really modeling for our children what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Jesus as we serve others. I think as a mom, especially as like a stay-at-home mom, um, so much of my life is service. And sometimes I forget that in the mundane. You know, when I'm changing the diaper for the thousandth time, when I'm wiping crumbs off the floor, um, when I'm making the 500th peanut butter jelly sandwich for the week, um, I forget sometimes that that is serving. But actually the kids, well, I, I made up this little song. I, I make up songs. They're not very good. I'm never going to share them with you. Um, because Simeon would probably laugh as I, <laughs> as he's doing the editing. Uh, they're, they're not very good. Um, but they bring me joy. Uh, and so I make up songs and I sing them to the kids. Uh, but I had, I made up this little song about how I find joy in serving Jesus and that I find joy in serving my King. And that when I serve others, I'm really serving him and I can find joy in that. Said this little ditty that I, that I sing and it all came because I was grumbling once again, as I'm like on the floor cleaning up the crumbs. Um, you know, I, I was just complaining that here was, and on the floor, cleaning crumbs again. Uh, and then the Lord just 
put this little ditty on my heart. So I started singing it and then my kids joined in after, you know, I'd sang it for probably a hundred times because it's just a little jingle. Um, but, but now we kind of sing it around the house and just re- realizing that they can see Christ in me as I serve, as I seek to be a blessing to others. And you know, so much of Jesus's ministry with his disciples and with others was centered around the table, around food. We learned so many lessons from Christ's example. And I think hospitality is a beautiful way to live out our calling to be Christ-like. As we give of ourselves, our time, our home, our resources, we have an opportunity to touch the lives of others through nourishing their body, encouraging their soul, and ministering truth to their spirit. And bringing our children into this allows them to gain the experience of serving others. So, like I said, let's just, let's make this practical. We've kind of heard why, you've heard my heart behind it, um, but how do you actually do this? How do you encourage your children to be a blessing? How do you get them involved in hospitality so that it is a family ministry uh, thing? So this is just what we've done in our home, and uh, just I, I have seen the fruit from it, and I'm thankful for that. Um, we have a long way to go. I'm not saying that my children are perfect little blessings, and they're always so thrilled and happy to be hospitality helpers. Um, but because hospitality is such a routine part of our lives, it gives lots of opportunity for practice. Um, yes, we all fail in our attitudes and our actions. Um, but we talk that through and we have an opportunity the next week to make improvements on that. Um, so let's just talk first of all about encouraging your children to be a blessing to others. Um, in regards to hospitality and having somebody in their home, you know, you're going to have to have basic conversations and I'm kind of addressing this as in having younger children. Um, so mine are six and down. So I'm just talking to personal experience here. If you have teenagers, if you have older ones, you'll have to just get creative and adapt it for your family. Um, but as far as having younger children, when you are trying to encourage them to be a blessing, to be able to have someone in your home, to spend a few hours having a meal, playing games, if they have children, playing toys, whatever, um, these are just a few things that come to mind. So first of all, you're going to have to really work with your children on what it means to share. You know, we, we're going to be sharing our table. We're, you might be sharing your chair. You know, when we sit down at our dinner table, everybody has a designated chair. And it just solves squabbling of, well, I wanted to sit beside so-and-so. I wanted to nope. Ivy has her chair. Eden has her chair. Knox says, you know, we all have our chair. Um, when hospitality night happens, chairs often get rearranged. Sometimes we even have a kid's table. And um, we had a, co- a friend over recently. And I think between her kids and our kids, you know, we had eight kids. And that fills our table. And there were adults too. Um, you know, so we had set up a kid's table. So we had to explain, you know, this, you're going to be at this table with all the other little kids and you're going to share your chair. So you have to work through those things with sharing. You have to work through, um, you know, prepping for them to share their toys. Now, if they have siblings, that's great practice work. Um, You know, if you can share with your sibling, then more than likely you're going to be able to share with your friend that's coming over. Um, But just talking them through these things, you know, hey, so-and-so is coming over, and we want to remember that we're going to be very kind, that we're going to speak with a kind voice. You know, whatever your child's struggling with, you know, maybe that we're not going to hit, that we're not going to call names. We want to encourage them. We want to be a blessing to them. We want 
to, um, you know, be Christ-like towards them. And so if they want to play with your toys, you know, we just need to remember to share. So I think sometimes kind of talking through those situations beforehand with little ones can help diffuse some things down the road. Um, But really kind of talking through some of that then I think it's also important when you're having people in your home, um, and this is kind of one of those hospitality hurdles that I've heard from people, um, you want to train your children in dinner table etiquette. Um, you know, we don't stand on our chairs. We don't throw our food. Um, you know, we, whatever your family rules are, I know some of these vary a little bit, um, but maybe you don't want them to get up until they've asked to be excused. Maybe that's okay. Or maybe you don't want them to get up at all until everyone's finished. Um, that brings up a good one. You don't want them to start maybe until everyone has been served. Whatever your family practices, um, just in general manners, you want to talk that through with your children, practice that every other night of the week, you know, get them in that normal habit. And I think that's where it's so important that really we have a resurgence of the family table. You know, if you read the statistics on how little families sit down at the table together and enjoy a meal together, it's really staggering to think about. Um, And then I get, you know, we've got busy schedules and different uh, after school activities and different things that tend to pull our attention. But at least a few nights a week, I think it is so important for families to sit down, to leave devices somewhere else, um, and and to have a sit down dinner as a family, having conversation, and being able to work through some of these training things. So you want to think that through. What are some table etiquette that that we want to have? Um, Something that we've really tried to work with our children in going to other people's house, but even at our home, because I don't always cook things that they like. Now I try to do my best, but you know, we've got six mouths in our home now. Inevitably, somebody's not going to like something. And it was after several embarrassing meals of, mom, this is terrible. This is the worst thing I've ever eaten. Do I have to eat it? Tears, you know, mushing their food on their plate. I realized we've got to address this. Uh, so for us, we just decided that we every time we go to someone's house, or even sometimes when we have people over, what is protocol if you do not like what is on your plate or an element of the things that are on your plate? And my kids will tell you, we just scooch it to the side. Do we talk about it? Do we make a big deal? Do we say it out loud? No, we don't. We just scooch it to the side. And my oldest, uh, we were going through this with her the other day, and she was like, and if you really don't like it, and there's quite a bit left on your plate, you can just put your napkin on top of it. Um, but, you know, we've had to have, have those conversations and work through those things. And as, you know, a behavior comes up at dinner, and I'm like, ooh, that's, where'd that come from? That's not appropriate. We talk through that. We practice that. Hey, next time, remember, you know, last time, we don't want to stand on the table we might fall off our chair. Remember, that didn't feel very good. No, we want to stay on our bottoms. Um, And just trying to work on a daily basis within your own home and family life to have manners at mealtime. And then that carries over into when you have company into your house. So those are just everyday 
life things, um, especially with those little ones that you just kind of want to work through just little by little. It might feel daunting, like, oh my goodness, how do I go from where they're at now to getting them ready to be able to converse with other adults and, you know, not worry that my kid's being a banshee somewhere. You know, there's baby steps in between that. And maybe you're not ready to just jump in head, uh, you know, head first into having a meal with a big family over. You know, maybe you just want to do, you know, a casual, you know, I don't know, coffee play date or something with just the mom and her kids. So you can work through some of these and maybe tell, tell them like, Hey, we're working on uh, some training things with sharing and, um, you know, letting people play with your stuff. So do you mind to come over to my house? And, you know, it may not be perfect, but we're going to kind of work through this. And, and, you know, I think as a mom, I would understand that my kids are kids too. I think we all have things that, you know, we're working through as mothers and, and as children. Um, But those are just some everyday life things. So let's actually look to the moment of hospitality. So you've got that day. You've got the play date coming. You've got a, uh, you know, a dessert after church. You've got somebody coming over for dinner. How can you involve your little ones? And I think it's been so helpful in our home. You know, I, I am a perfectionist. And, um, my perfectionism also bleeds over into me really, uh, wanting others to see my best self and really to impress, I guess the Lord has done a work in my own heart about the ministry of hospitality, emphasizing ministry and not entertaining. Um, because there was a time where I would not have wanted anybody to help me because I wanted to have everything perfect absolutely perfect. Um, and oftentimes when you have little hands helping you, it doesn't end in a perfect thing. Um, but I had to realize that if, if my heart for hospitality really was ministry, um, then I needed to involve my children too, because this wasn't just a ministry that I had. If we're ministering as a family from our home, then we need to minister as a family from our home. I need to get them involved. Um, so I've just kind of had came up with several little things that they've been able to help me with. So these are just some different age categories, some ideas to just kind of get you thinking. So if you have little ones, so like mine, you know, we've got six, four, three, and then the baby. You know, she doesn't help much at this point. But we've got these little ones. Um, so how can I get them involved in hospitality? Well, maybe I want them to tidy up their bedroom. Like, hey, can you, you know, my three-year-old, she can't make her bed, but she can kind of smooth out her blanket in a semi-decent fashion. Um, and something that somebody told me one time with little ones too, is if you're trying to involve them in helping, you know, if I'm cooking, I don't have to necessarily have her do a task of the recipe. I could give her her own little bowl and spoon with water or whatever in it and just ask her to stir. And she's just happy to be beside me doing something. Um, so she wants to help. So if I just say, hey, can you go smooth out your blankets? Can you tidy up your bed? If you have shoes on the floor, can you go put those back in your closet? Um, you know, whatever it is, giving them little tasks of tidying up the home. Um, you know, now my kids' bedrooms are kind of separated off from the main portions of the house. If you want to see them, you kind of have to like go that way. So sometimes we don't require that their rooms be like nice. Um, but you know, like the main pathway to get to the kitchen table, our kitchen table is like in the very back of our house to get to our kitchen. There's a long path you got to walk. So we need that walkway to be clean. So I might have them pick up the toys or, um, straighten things up, put away your coat that's laying on the floor or whatever. Um, And then they, you know, my older one, so this is kind of bridging between little and middles, um, but she has been able to tackle cleaning the bathroom. 
on her own. Now, I don't always do a deep clean before people come. I try to make sure that the house is clean, but like I said, it's not always a deep clean. Sometimes it's just a quick tidy, but I always try to get to the main bathroom and make sure that that has a fresh clean before people come. But I have worked her and trained her through Actually, if you want to catch uh, an episode probably a few months back on Clean 15, I did an interview with Sarah Boots, and then I followed up an episode on what that's looking like in our home. Um, But I have worked on training my children on cleaning tasks of the home. So now my oldest, she can clean the bathroom almost as great as I can. Definitely hospitality night worthy. Uh, So she tackles the bathroom. She knows hospitality night, that's her task. Um, They can also do things like, uh, you know, I've taught them how to lay out the napkins, put out the cutlery to put out their... uh, the, the silverware, then in Australia they say cutlery, um, to put out the plates, different things like that. Another thing that my little ones love, love doing, so much so that we kind of had to like, all right, well, we're going to take turns on this so it's not overwhelming at the door, but they love to greet the guests. So we take turns on whose turn it is, um, but when they knock on the door, one of our kids gets to be the one to go to the door. And we've worked on how do you greet someone at the door? Now we've practiced this so much so that like I'll step outside, I'll pretend I'm the guest, I knock on the door, they open it, and we do this over and over so that they can learn, so they can get used to this. Um, Again, some of this hospitality helper stuff you've got to do before the hospitality event. Um, But you know, we practice a little greeting, hello, welcome to our home home, please come in. We prefer that shoes be taken off if you're inside. Um, So I just tell the kids, you know, they just say, if you want to set your shoes right there, you're more than welcome. Um, But that's kind of their little thing. We've kind of taught them to say. And so they take turns going through that, being able to greet the guests. They love that. And then as we're transitioning into middle ones, which I kind of talked about this already, setting the table. Um, And another thing that my oldest really likes to do is and it's such a help to me actually because I'm usually putting on the last you know preps for dinner and getting things on the table so one time I asked her I was like do you mind to go around and you know these are our three drink options maybe we've got sweet tea water and lemonade can you go around and ask people what they want to drink um now I know sometimes maybe they may be young they can't remember at all so even if it's just back and forth like she comes back in and okay you know daddy wants lemonade so she's going to pour his lemonade and then she goes and gets the next order and comes back but she's helping me uh get drinks ready while I'm putting the finishing touches on dinner trying to converse with the company a little bit while daddy's saying hi and greeting everybody um she's able to help me get the drink orders that's such a blessing and then if you have older ones which we're not quite there yet yet. Um, but maybe you can allow them to get involved. Maybe they want to make the dessert. Um, your desserts don't have to be fancy. You can just do cookies or something simple. Um, maybe you have wonderful teenager chefs that can make something beautiful and fancy. Go for it. Um, but allow them to have that part in the meal. Um, maybe beforehand you could discuss some conversation points to bring up during the meal. Um, you know, so these are your older ones that are going to be more actively involved in the adult conversation. So maybe talk about some things, especially if you're having lost people over. Maybe talk with your teens. You know, what what are some conversation starters that we could have that would give us opportunities to bring up Christ, to bring in the gospel? 
That's a great thing to think through beforehand with some of your older children. Um, and then maybe with the older ones to let them be responsible for some of that cleaning. Again, get them involved or maybe like after the meal, um, if you want to be able to sit and to kind of converse, maybe they can kind of transition. They can do, um, you know, the after meal cleanup and get out, you know, set out plates for dessert or something like that so that you don't have to break in the conversation if they want to have a part in that. Um, but really, th- those are just a few different ways uh, that you can involve your kids in hospitality. I know every family is going to look a little bit different, every family dynamics and kids' ages, and um, really just ways that you minister through hospitality can look so different. Um, But all of that to say, the whole episode to say, to challenge really, um, to involve your children in hospitality, to let them be your hospitality helpers, because they will reap a reward from that. They will receive a blessing from serving, um, just like you will. And it is it is a joy to get to serve the Lord, as my little song goes that I'm singing in my head right now. It is a joy to serve Jesus, and it is a joy to serve Him alongside your husband and your children as you as a family seek to have an outreach through the ministry of hospitality. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.